welcome to the third part of this little series. I guess we're we're having on the Desert Shift podcast. This is the Metro uh, offseason predictions for the NHL. So we're going to go through all eight teams in the Metro division. In the end, we'll kind of list what we think are going to be some big moves. I'm Chase Beardsley alongside my fellow host, Tyler Cass. Let's get straight into it. We'll start off with the Carolina Hurricanes. Don Waddell's team with $21 million in projected cap space. You look down, they have their first round pick this year. And then let's go on to the RFAs, UFAs. Let's begin. Jesse Pugliarvi, Jasper Fask, uh, Paul Stasny, and Derek Stefan all need contracts. Then you go on to defense. Dylan Coughlin, Calvin DeHaan, Shane Gosper, and Maxime Lejoy. And then you go to goaltenders. There are two main goaltenders for this past year, Antti Ranta and Freddie Anderson. Uh, both need contracts. You keep going. Jake Gardner, Andre Kasha, Max Pacioretty, all pending free agents. Then we go kind of into the Chicago Wolves. Some players that you might know, Ryan Dezingle is down there. Dominic Bach is also down there. And then Zachary Sachenko, the goaltender for Chicago this past year. Your thoughts on Chicago, or sorry, your thoughts on Carolina uh, and their HL affiliate, Chicago Wolves? Um, well, the main thing when I look at is is not this offseason, but next offseason, all of the money they're going to have to give out next offseason. So I think this is going to set them up for a pretty uh, quiet offseason here, not going to want to give out any big money. So I think internally, Puyarvi is is gone. I don't think that he was – Great fit there. Um, didn't really play a ton. I think that Carolina is going to look to move on from him. Um, I think Jesper Foss is a guy who they could bring back. I think Foss is going to look for a decent contract. This will probably be his last, you know, solid payday here. He's 31. So I think that he's going to look for a bigger contract. If Carolina is not willing to do that, I think they they part ways. Um, I think Stefan is also gone. I don't think that um, Carolina looks to bring him back. Um, Paul Stastny is interesting because I think he's at the point of his career where he just wants to, you know, play in the playoffs and win a cup. He could do that in Carolina, but the thing is how big is his role going to be in Carolina and how much does he care about that? I don't think he cares a ton, which is why I, I think Carolina could definitely bring him back. Defensive sign, Cogliff's probably brought back for depth. I don't see DeHaan back at all. I, I do think Carolina resized Goss is fair. Um, uh, because I think Pesci's on his way out, which I'll talk about later. And also the D'Angelo thing, who knows what's happening with that. So I, I think that Goss fair comes back. And Lejoey, um, honestly, you know, probably comes back for depth, you know. Goaltending, I don't think Ronta is back. I think that they resigned Anderson and Ruthing him and Kochenkov as their uh, two goalies for, for next year. And the, the most interesting name on here is Pacioretty because – Coming off a, a really, really bad injury, two really bad injuries, only playing five games this past season, barely playing in the past two seasons. You know, is Pacioretty going to want a long-term contract, which I don't think Carolina will give him, or is he going to be okay taking a cheap one-year deal to kind of prove himself again? Um, so I think that it comes down to what he wants. I think that if he's willing to take a cheap one-year year, Carolina is 100% giving that to him, and he'll be a Hurricane next year. But if not, I don't think the Hurricanes will be willing to pay him a longer-term, higher-capped contract. As, as you mentioned, next year is going to be insane because you have Brett Pesci, Brady Shea. Uh, you also have Stefan Nason. You have Jordan Marinek. You have Marty Natchez. Sebastian Ajo and Tivo Teravainen all up. And then you have Jacob Slavin the next year. It's just an insane amount of players. Also, Brent Burns up the following year as well. An insane amount of players that they're going to give an insane amount of money to. So I'm predicting that only three players stick around this offseason. Dominic Bach, I think sixth round, gets re-signed. I think Freddie Anderson out of the two. Uh, goaltenders gets resigned. Uh, I think Anderson is the more trustworthy goaltender out of the two. Um, 
both are injury prone, but I think Anderson has better stats, especially after his playoff run. I think his playoff run kind of solidified him staying in Carolina. And then I genuinely think Max Pacioretty is going to stay here because he has mentioned numerous times he loves Carolina. He really loves it. He was even in the stands with some fans um, for a couple games. So I genuinely think he's committed to Carolina. I think Carolina will be interested in bringing him back on a cheaper contract and all the scoring they could get, they will bring back in. But I genuinely think uh, most of these players are going to leave. I think Dylan Coughlin's an interesting one because I don't think he got the chance he deserved in Carolina. I think he genuinely can be a good defenseman on a, on a team when he's, when he can prove it, uh, when he gets a chance to prove it. And he was kind of in the doghouse with Rod Burnmore. But any other thoughts on Carolina? No, I just I don't think they're going to be spending a lot of money. I think they're going to be gearing up towards next offseason. And I think we're going to see a lot of uh, extensions on July 1st when some of these players are eligible. Next up, the Columbus Blue Jackets. The general manager is Jerome Kicklinen. They have five mil, basically, in cap space. We look down their RFA list, not or UFA list. They don't really have a lot. They have my best friend, Lane Peterson. Oh, man, how much I enjoy watching Lane Peterson play. Uh, you also have Gavin Bayruver, and you keep going down to the Cleveland Monsters, and not a whole lot here. Um, no one really besides... If you love Michael Hutchinson, he's here. But uh, no one they really need to sign. Your thoughts on Columbus? Yeah, um, I doubt either of their defensemen are, are brought back. Maybe they bring back Bernie and bury him in the AHL, but maybe they're going to be gone. I feel like Columbus did most of their uh, off-season work already outside of the draft. I mean, they basically signed their free agent in, in Severson. Um, you know, they made the pro off trade. I doubt they do anymore. I think they kind of stick with this offensive unit, but just add in whoever they take a third overall into there. So I think Columbus is pretty much done. Um, they don't really have any free agents or RFAs. So I, I think that they run with this team basically that they have here, include their third overall pick in there. Maybe they try and sign a, a goaltender for depth if they don't think Tarasov is ready to be a, a 1B guy full-time. Um, but I, I think that they probably head into the season with Merzlinkis and Tarasov as, the, as a 1A, 1B kind of thing. Yeah, I can't really see Columbus do anything. I think they made their moves, like you said. I think most likely it's going to be Leo Carlson joining this team, but this is the team that you're most likely going to see on opening night. I don't really have a lot of thoughts on Columbus. They did what they had to do basically before uh, drafts, but any other thoughts on Columbus, Tyler? Uh, no, not really. At all. We'll, we'll see what happens at, at three at the draft, but I feel like um, we're pretty confident that Carlson going to be a blue jacket. We go on to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, we know a lot about the Devils. Uh, general manager is Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, they have $23 million in cap. Um, and let's see what Trey Matthews' team can do. Um, a couple of their RFAs and UFAs, Nathan Bastion, Jesper Boquist, Michael McLeod, Timo Meyer, Igor Sharagovich. Thomas Tatar and Miles Wood. You go on the D. Kevin Ball and Ryan Graves. Mackenzie Blackwood is a RFA. And Jonathan Bernier, who has been on IR, is up as well. You go over. They do have a couple buyout players and recaptured penalty players. Going into the Utica Comments uh, roster, uh, no one really here. Rights to Shane Bowers is now here. Um, you really care about that? Um, beyond that, yeah, no one really. It's just mainly their crazy amount of RFAs they have uh, up right now. But what are your thoughts on the Devils? Um, I uh, looking at a lot of these the UFAs. I some of these guys, I 
I don't know what the Devils do with them because, you know, there's a guy like Yegor Sharangovich who, you know, isn't the worst player in the world, but, you know, maybe he asked for like three and a half million for three or four years. I don't know if the Devils are going to do that. So I think between Sharangovich and Boquist, I think one of those guys are on their way out um, by the start of next season. I think that um, Bastion is back. I think McLeod is back. And um, I think Miles Wood is either here or Minnesota. Um, so I think potentially Miles Wood is back. I think Tatar is on his way out. And we'll see what happens with Meyer. But I feel like at this point, I'm, I'm confident he'll be a devil next season, whether that be arbitration. He gets his one-year deal, $9 million deal or they give him a, an eight-year extension. Defensive side, Graves is gone. I think Kevin Ball is back as a seventh defenseman, but I think that they they bring up Nemich and, and use him as their uh, their final defenseman to round out that core. Um, and then the net, uh, they're going to run with Vanacek and Schmid next year. Blackwood is 100% gone. We'll see where he ends up, but there's no chance Blackwood is being brought back. I don't even know if they qualify him. They might just let him be a UFA and walk. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I think Timo Meyer is unfortunately back. Um, I think uh, Michael McLeod is back, barring what happens with the investigation for the sexual assault for the uh, World Juniors a couple of years back. That could very well impact this whole thing. I think Nathan Bastion is back. I think Boquist comes back. I think Sharon Govich comes back, but he eventually gets traded. I just can't see Tatar and Wood come back and uh, moving down. I think Kevin Ball comes back and Ryan Graves. I think he's gone. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews from Devils fans about him, including the one and the only Lockdown Devils host himself. Uh, but I do like Ryan Graves. I think he very well could be a good defend defenseman on a team. And Mackenzie Blackwood, he's gone. <laughs> let's be, let's be straight up. He's he is gone. He is one of the most for sure RFAs that are not going to be qualified. I don't think he gets qualified even. I think he walks straight to UFA because I don't think the Devils have any any really uh, thought of bringing him back. And I think Jonathan Bernier is obviously leaving. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on the Devils. Anything else for the Devils, Tyler? Uh, no, but uh, I think that um we're going to start seeing uh, them try and be a little bit more uh, active in, in the, uh, the off season. I feel like the, the last, at least in free agency, you know, we've seen it the last few years, especially with the Dougie Hamilton thing, the signing. But I, I think that um, I think the devils are going to be in on some, uh, some big fish um, this year and maybe even uh, in the next few years. Yeah, uh, totally. So uh, next we have your team, Tyler, the New York Islanders, uh, your favorite team, the $4 million in cap. You round it up. It's five. Lou Lamorello, the legend himself, is the GM. Uh, let me start listing off these players and then I'll have you go at it. Uh, Pierre Engvall, Zach Parise, all UFAs. You go down the defense. Uh, Scott Mayfield is a UFA. Uh, is Parker Wilberspoon really a uh, notable name? I don't think so. Samen Varlamov is a UFA. Oliver Wallstrom is a UFA. Or sorry, that's an RFA. Uh, you still have the Rick DiPietro buyout. No, it's over. Why is it still here? Why? I don't know why is it still here. Come on. It's over. It's over. Your your pain is over. Um, going on over to the Bridgeport Islanders. Richard Panic is is still in the Professional Hockey League in North America. He's there. Uh, if you really want to pick him up, uh, I think he played in Sweden this past year, actually. Oh, oh yeah. Well, he's on the loan apparently. Um, other than that, Corey Schneider. He massive- retired. Massive name. He did retire if he wants to come out of retirement. But, uh, yeah, your thoughts on the Islanders? Go for it, Tyler. Yeah, and nobody's going anywhere. I mean, he, there's been one player who has willingly left the team since Lou Lamorello has been GM, and that was John Tavares. The only other two players or three players that left were um, 
Zajac, who retired, Brady Coburn, who retired, and Leo Komarov, who went back home to play in uh, Sweden. But besides that, Lou has not let a single person he got walk. I mean, Peugeot, he re-signed. Palmieri, he, uh, he re-signed. All the guys he trades for, he, he signs. He hasn't let anybody. Even when he took over, he re-signed Everlay. Um, he's, he literally has not let a single person walk. So nobody's going anywhere. The only guy um, who would go anywhere is Zach Parise if he retires. Um, uh, maybe Engvall if he could get a big payday somewhere, but I don't think that Luke trades for Engvall without pretty much knowing he's going to resign him. Um, Marlamov will be back uh, probably two years cheap. Um, Wallstrom will get a nice bridge deal because he's been hurt a lot, kind of needs to prove himself. But I mean, I, I, nobody's going anywhere. Lou, Lou's not letting anybody walk except except Bodie Wild. Bodie Wild's got. He's not going to get a qualifying offer. Well, uh, anyway, um, back from uh, the Islanders' standpoint of view now to uh, what I think is going to happen. I kind of agree with you here, Tyler. I mean, you're the expert, obviously. I think Angwell worked really well for the Islanders. I think he's going to get resigned. I think Parise either stays in the Islander or retires. One of the two, I think Borolamov uh, stays. It sounds like they really want to resign Mayfield, so I think they get it done. Shouldn't cost much. Neither shall Wallstrom. Other than that, not really much to talk about here. I mean, I agree with you, Tyler, but anything else you want to say about your uh, your favorite team here? Well, uh, I'm, I'm putting into consideration that they'll have about $10 million in, in cap space here. Um, you know, it sucks, but it seems like all will confirm that Josh Bailey will, will no longer be an Islander by the time next season starts. Um, so no matter, I, I really think that they'll get a trade done. Um, so I think that uh, it, it sucks, you know, one of the longest tenured Islanders of all time. Um, sadly, his, his time with the team has come to an end. So I think with, with that extra $5 million getting Bailey's contract off the books, they'll be easily able to have the cap space to, to bring everybody back. And we'll talk more about that. Um, uh, next up is the New York Rangers. Their projected cap space is basically $12 million. Uh, Chris Jury is the general manager. Um, you go down their list. Uh, they have a couple RFAs and UFAs. Alexia Lafreniere. Patrick Kane, Tyler Mott, and Vladimir Tarasenko are the forwards that need contracts. Ke'Andre Miller and Nico Mikula on defense, and Yaroslav Halak on the goaltending side of things. I believe the Brad Richards buyout is done. Uh, you go on to the Hartford AHL team. Ryan Carpenter is going to be a UFA. Uh, other than that... No one really of note. What do you think of the Rangers here, Tyler? Um, I, I think that Lafreniere probably is back. Um, I think that another thing could happen, which we'll talk about later. On the UFA side, I don't see a lot of them coming back. The only one that I could say maybe is Tyler Mod. Um, I think he could – there's definitely a good chance he comes back for Chief. Mikola's probably gone – Maybe Halak comes back one year vet minimum for Chief to back up to Sirkin again. They'll get the Miller extension done. I think a bridge deal for three, four years, five million there. Because I think they're going to try and make some uh, some room for, you know, the, the guys in their system. I know uh, Will Cooley is a pretty good prospect. And then you have uh, Brennan Othman, obviously. Uh, Bobby Trevino was a guy who was great in college. Um. So, uh, and then the defensive side, you still have uh, Zach Jones, who is a solid prospect for them. So I think that they they uh, they, they try and make a lot of uh, room for some of these prospects to come up. Um, so besides, you know, the, the RFAs, I don't really see a lot of their uh, pending UFAs coming back besides, besides Mott. The only thing I would say is if Kane misses a decent amount of time this season, I think there's a chance he signs a cheap deal with the Rangers for one year to, you know, recover his injury, come back towards the end of the season and the playoffs, and then go for a, a big extension next offseason. 
but I think that all depends on how bad Kane's injury is and how his um, uh, injury progress is is going. Because if if it's if it's bad and teams aren't willing to give him long years or long money, I think there's a chance he signs one year with the Rangers to rehab there and kind of prove himself again towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. Um, I think Alexi Lafreniere comes back. I think Tyler Mott comes back to this the second reunion tour. I think they actually are going to lock him down. Okay, Andre Miller is going to come back. I think Nico Mikula comes back. They really liked him. Other than that, I don't think Tarasenko is back, and I don't think King comes back because I think he's going north, and we'll talk about that. In a second, I don't think Locke comes back. I think he's done in the NHL pretty much. I think he's going to retire. Um, yeah, it's pretty much my predictions here on the Rangers. Carpenter, I don't think it comes back either. Uh, anything else in the Rangers? No, um, I think that it's going to be tough for them to have a to have some big off seasons because of the kind of the cap situation they they put themselves in you know they they rushed the rebuild a little bit they gave out some pretty uh some bad contracts um pretty early and uh, i think that it's gonna gonna cost them because they're not gonna be able to go for uh, a lot of players um in the next few years because they're kind of tied to these long-term big contracts yeah i agree uh moving on the philadelphia flyers a uh, new GM, Danny Briere, uh, his team has $6 million in projected cap. Uh, you go down the line, Noah Cates, Morgan Frost, Kiefer Bellows, Brenda Lemieux, and James Van Riemsdyk, all forwards that are going to be free agents slash restricted free agents. Cam York on the defense is a restricted free agent. And then you keep going down. Uh, you still have the Oscar Lindblom buyout. Um Ilya Grizgalov is done. Um, and then you go into the Lehigh Valley Phantoms lineup. Nothing really here. Jackson Cates. Um, nothing really beyond that. Troy Grossnake, maybe. But, yeah, what do you think of the Flyers and their uh, impending uh, summer? Well, all the RFAs will be back. Um, Cates, Frost, Cam York, you know, they're all going to be part of the Flyers' future. They'll all be back. I don't see any of the UFAs coming back. Bellows and Van Rimsdyk are, are gone. Maybe if the Flyers are willing to give Lemieux a decent amount of money, he'll come back because not a lot of teams are going to give him a decent amount of money. So I think there's a chance Lemieux comes back. But but besides that, I I think it's just the, uh, the RFAs are back. Um, actually, and and Jackson Cates, I think they bring him back. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the UFAs come back. I think uh, Cam York is coming back. I think most of these RFAs are coming back. Keeper Bellows is not coming back. Uh, we know that. Um, beyond that, I can't see JBR coming back, and I can't see Brendan Lemieux coming back. Honestly, I. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a trade thing in the offseason than a signing thing, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but anything else for Philly and new GM, Dan Briere? You know, it's his first uh, first season, first offseason as a GM. Um, it's obviously tough for a, a team that's in the state that they are right now, especially the way the last front office left them. But he's done a good job so far, and I, I think he'll make smart decisions with the, the roster this offseason. I agree. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins are up next. After a disappointing season, Kyle Dubas now takes over as the new GM. Um, $20 million in projected cap space, which is actually more than I thought there would be. Um, da, da, da. We go down to the RFAs and UFAs, Drew O'Connor, Ryan Paling. Josh Archibald, Nick Bonino, Dan Heinen, and Jason Zucker all are on the forward positions. You go down, Brian Dumlin, Dmitry Kulikov uh, need contracts on the defensive position. Tristan Jari uh, is a UFA this upcoming season. The Jack Johnson buyout is still in full effect. Go down to the Wilkes-Barre lineup. 
Philip Hollander, Drake Kajula uh, are some names you might know, along with Ty Smith. And Dustin Tokarski is also a uh, UFA on the goaltending position. So your thoughts on the Penguins and new GM Kyle Dubas, first offseason for him in the Penguins uniform. Yeah, I think all of the RFAs are back. I think Ty Smith gets a one-year deal to kind of prove himself. Um, you know, he had that really good rookie season with the Devils, and it's been pretty bad since then, um, been bouncing between the NHL and the AHL. I think Ty Smith gets one year to kind of prove himself that he belongs, and then that's kind of it if he can't do that. The UFA side, I don't see any of them coming back outside of maybe Dent and Heinen because all of them are 30 or older. Um, I don't see uh, Dubis willing to make the same mistakes that the last round of us did, and that's give these older players long-term deals with big money, especially a guy like Jason Zucker, who's probably going to demand four or five years and four or five million. I don't think that Dubis is going to be willing to do that, especially with Gensel needing his big, big extension next offseason. Um, and you'll even look at the defense, Dooliman and Kulikov are, are two guys that are getting on the older side, probably going to demand a decent amount. I don't think Dubis is going to be willing to pay these older guys big money. And the, the goalie side, I think it's time for them to move on from Jari. I really don't think Jari is going to be back. Um, I think they go another route, which I'll talk about later, but I, I don't think Tristan Jari is going to be a Penguin by the time next season starts. Um, UFA-wise, I could see Nick Benino coming back. Um Maybe I could see possibly Jason Zucker coming back. Maybe Dan Heinen is most likely the most likely out of those three I could see coming back, but I think Paling is gone. I think Archibald is gone. I think O'Connor is gone. Again, you want to save as much money as you can because I really do think Gensel is going to get a big extension. I think he's going to be the next face of the franchise. And I think Dubas really believes that. Uh, I think Crosby, I mean, Crosby also ends his contract in two years, so you're going to have to re-sign him. Go down in the fence. I think Dumoulin's gone. I think he wore out his time in Pittsburgh. I think Kulikov is gone. He was not the best. And like you said, I think Tristan Jari is as good as gone. I think he's worn out his time in Pittsburgh. And we know how Penguins fans are with their goaltenders. They don't really like them most of the time, unless you're Mark Andre Glory. Um Philip Hollander, I could see him re-signing. Uh, Dubas knows Hollander well. He was uh, a prospect in the Toronto system for a while. Uh, I don't think Kajula comes back. And I could see Ty Smith comes back um, under new management. But it's interesting. I felt like the Penguins really kind of wasted his potential as well. Uh, Dustin Tokarski is gone. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting offseason, especially if a new general manager. They don't have a second-round pick, but they do have their first-round pick. They need prospects, so I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, they get some picks uh, in the near future. But anything else on the Pittsburgh Penguins? Not really. All right, let's move on to the final team in the Metro. Brian McClellan's Washington Capitals, $7 million in projected cap space. You go down, they have their first-round pick this year. And we'll begin with the UFAs and RFAs. Connor Sherry uh, is up. Craig Smith is up. Go down. Uh, Martin Faraby, Matt Irwin, and then also Connor Brown, Carl Haglin. Let's go down to the Hershey Bears Calder Cup winning roster. You have a de decent amount of them. Henrik Borgstrom just announced he's signing with a Swedish team. So he's no longer going to be a part of the team. Michael uh, Viccioni, who scored the OT winner, is up. Uh, Gabriel Carlson is up. Dylan McElrath is up. And also, we know Zach Fukali is going to Russia. Um, anything here? that you want to point out? I don't really see any of these UFAs coming back. You know, they're all older and they're probably not a big part of the future. Clarivari probably comes back um, to, to kind of round out that, that defense. Um, but uh, besides that, I think we, we see Washington try and do similar things to what they did at um, the trade deadline. And that's, you know, try and trade 
Um, they're older guys for, for younger guys, but younger NHL caliber players. I could definitely see a, a Mantha trade where they trade Mantha with salary retained for, you know, a, a younger uh, a younger roster player with a little bit of potential, but not anything crazy. Um, I could definitely see Tom Wilson or Kuznetsov, either one of those guys um, getting traded. Um, but I think that none of these UFAs are going to be back. Um, and uh, they're one, like, I guess, important RFA and Farivari will, will probably get a solid contract. I can't really see anyone return besides Faraby. Other than that, um, yeah, I have to say, I think everyone is gone here. I don't see anyone else returning. Maybe uh, Vicioni and uh, Makarov. Maybe Gabriel Carlson as well. But other than that, I just cannot see anyone here returning. Um, I think this one's simple and sweet. Um, yeah, any other thoughts? Uh, no. Perfect. Let's go over the Metro Division teams real quick then. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, what – or, sorry, who could they acquire this offseason? We know the Tony D'Angelo whole rumor going on. Um, your thoughts, Tyler? Yeah, I, I think that Carolina kind of stays packed this offseason. I really don't think they're going to want to spend a lot of money. So that's why I think that – um, I, I think Pacioretty is back for, for cheap, and uh, I, I think that's kind of it. I doubt they spend more than a one-year deal on anybody. I could definitely see them doing what they did last year when they brought in, like, Stastny on a one-year deal. I could see them doing something like that again, maybe bring Stastny back. But besides that, I don't see them giving out any long-term big money extensions. Yeah, I don't see massive uh, trades unless they go out and stupidly acquire Tony D'Angelo, which I think would be kind of stupid. I do think they uh, they kind of try to go get a scoring forward. I think Max Patrick is coming back. We kind of list our thoughts on the free agents, but I don't think they go out and sign any free agents. Maybe Tyler Bertuzzi or Max Domi type player, I can see them adding to their bottom six or middle. Uh, Six, but other than that, I just don't see anything big going on. Carolina, um, Columbus, what do you think? Like Columbus is, I like I said earlier, I think that they're they're done. Um, the only other thing I could see them doing is bringing in um, a decent amount of more depth, just because they had so many injuries last year that I think that they're just going to make a ton of like um, minimum signings for a bunch of depth guys. Um, give out a a bunch of two-way contracts, try and find some waiver-eligible guys in case they have to deal with injuries again. But big, big name-wise or NHL roster-wise, I think that they're they're pretty much done besides the draft. Yeah, I don't think you see anything here. I'm going to cut it short and sweet because I genuinely think you don't see anything from Columbus. New Jersey, though, do you see them doing anything big? Yeah, um, I, I think that the Devils are going to try and land one of the big names out there, um, whether that be um, Tarasenko, whether that be O'Reilly. I don't know if they do it, but I think that the Devils are at a point where they have cap space to acquire a big name. They did it with Hamilton a few years ago, and I think that they feel like they're like one piece away. They have that that really, really good um, – they have the top six there with Hughes, Brat, Heeshear, Pilot, and then um, Timo if they bring him back. But maybe they're, they're still like that one piece of way to really round out that top six. And I think that they go after, you know, Tarasenko, um, maybe O'Reilly, um, maybe they maybe they take a look at Kane. I doubt he goes there. But I think that they're going to be we're going to be hearing the devils a lot around a lot of these big name free agents so i'm going to go big name free agent as well but i'm going to switch position i think 
Matt Dumba could potentially end up here. I think they're going big agent hunting. I think especially with a couple of their defensemen leaving, I think Matt Dumba could be on their trade docket. I could also see, as you mentioned, Tarasenko coming here. Um, other than that, I think they're just big name hunting here. I think they're trying to push this show everyone, hey, we're not fooling around. We're actually going to go out and try to acquire prospects. But I think the Timo Meyer extension is really going to be on the top of their minds until they get that done. Trade-wise, I think they trade Sharon Govich, but beyond that, I don't think a lot of stuff happens in this uh, in this offseason. The New York Islanders – oh, go ahead. The only reason I was going to say um, I don't know about defense and for the Devils is because I really think that they want a top four of Hamilton, Marino, Hughes, and then Nemich, and – I don't think that they're going to want to go after a top four defenseman like Dumbo, who's probably going to want four or five years um, when they're going to want, you know, the kind of those guys rounding out their, their top four for, uh, for their entire, their, uh, their future. So that's why I was a little hesitant to go defense with the Devils because I don't think they're going to target, you know, top four guys when, because they don't really want to block out Hughes in that match. Well, we know they were interested in Tory Krug when the whole, Kevin Hayes thing was going on. Uh, so very well could happen. That's why I put Matt Dumb in there. It seems like they're trying to go big name hunting. I'm going to be honest there. Uh, but let's go on to your New York Islanders. What do you think? Yeah, well, um, I I have the Islanders um, in the mix for Tarasenko. I think they're going to be in there. I don't think he ends up an Islander, but I think they're in there. And that goes the same for Patch Freddy because – the thing the Islanders are always missing, always missing, is that goal finisher. And Pacioretty is a guy that could bring that. I think that if he doesn't end up in Carolina, if Carolina doesn't want to give him anything more than a year, I think that there's a good chance the Islanders could swoop in and, and grab him for um, uh, for somewhat cheap. And uh, there's there's one one name that I I think not a lot of people have been talking about that. I think Lou might go after, and that's Nikolai Ehlers on the Jets because the, the Jets start to kind of sell everybody off. Ehlers doesn't have a crazy contract. It's about $6 million. The Islanders have some solid prospects to get it done, and Ehlers' value isn't crazy right now. He was injured a lot last year, so it's not going to take a ton to get him, and I think he's been a super under-the-radar guy. I don't know if it happens, but, you know, just a dark horse thing. I, I think there could be a chance that Ehlers ends up in Islanders sometime within the next year. I think that would be a good fit, actually, that you mentioned Ehlers um, with the Islanders. I just don't see them doing anything massive besides the Josh Bailey trade. I think that will happen. I don't know where all of these came from, all these rumors about Bailey came from, but now it's gone to the point where I think we're all like, yeah, it sounds like Bailey is going to be on the move. Well, uh, Lou, Lou said it at his press conference. Did he actually? I didn't listen to that. Yeah, yeah he, he basically confirmed that they're, uh, they're moving on from, from Bailey. Well, in any case, um, sounds like Bailey is on the move, so they're most likely going to deal with him. Otherwise, I don't see them going after a lot of free agents. They just don't have the cap space, in my opinion, once they sign Pierre Engel and Poe. Uh, but the New York Rangers, what do you think they do? Yeah, like like I said earlier, I think that there's the potential Kane comes back for, for a year. I don't think Karasenko comes back. Well, I think there's the potential it happens. I, I don't think that it happens. I think, I think the Rangers are going to be um, big on defensemen. And I think they're going to go after veteran shutdown guys because that's kind of what they've been like. They kind of they only have Ryan Lindgren really as a stay at home shutdown defenseman. So I think they go after a guy like um, Eric Johnson. Uh, you know, kind of be their their third pair shutdown guy. Um, maybe they they go after. I'm trying trying to think of who else is a. Uh, more of a stay-at-home shutdown defenseman back there on the blue line. But I think that's who they go after um, because I don't think they have the money for offense, and I think they could get some solid help back there for, for cheap. So I, I, I think that Eric Johnson is going to end up a Ranger. 
Yeah, I don't think uh, there's going to be a massive amount of moves with the Rangers. I don't think they have the cap space to do anything. I do think they do trade Barkley Goodrow. Uh, he is making a, a lot of money, and it's been in the rumor mill that they do want to move on from him. I could see them going after someone like Oliver ekman Larson, trying to add to that blue line that they desperately need to add to. Um, I can... They need a new backup goaltender, so I could see them chasing after someone, maybe a James Reimer, maybe a Auntie Ranta. I can see Ranta more than uh, more than Reimer. Um, but yeah, obviously they're going to chase after a backup goaltender, and they're also going to uh, most likely try to clear some cap space. I can see again Goodrow on his way out, and I'm gonna take a wild uh, thing out here. I do think Lafreniere gets traded if he doesn't have a good season this this upcoming season because I think his time is wearing thin and I think the Rangers know that they kind of failed him as well that he needs a new change yeah there's I was thinking about this earlier I think there's a chance that we see an offer sheet from for Lafreniere um and the team that I keep thinking of is Vancouver for some reason I I think any team could do it but for I think Vancouver could definitely um, put out an offer sheet for Lafreniere and there's a point where if the Rangers go out and spend big money on to keep Tarasenko and Kane if Vancouver offers four or five million there's a chance the Rangers don't have the cap to match that or they panic and make a big move to make that cap to to to, re, to match it so I think either way if a team offers each Lafreniere I think that's big big panic moves for that Rangers front office yeah I I completely agree. Um, moving on, the Philly Flyers. What do you see them doing this offseason? I think we know the big one. Yeah, not much. Just, you know, trying to ship out all the guys that they could that they can. Um, Kevin Hayes is going to be gone. I think there's a good chance Konechny's also gone. Um, on the blue line, I think Sandheim uh, is definitely a good chance that Sandheim's gone. Same with D'Angelo. Um, looking at the forwards, I, I think that the only guy that I think is like safe with for like their forward court is Farabee, and then obviously Owen Tippett. I think Lawton, Konechny, and Hayes could all be on their way out. So that's gonna you know leave the Flyers having to fill up um fill up their team with like a, a lot of um random players. I think there's a good chance Patrick Hornquist could end up there. Guy who's been hurt a ton, and he'll get a chance to play a lot there. Um, there's, you know, other guys like that. Maybe um, Duran looks to go there, Don Stoy, um, even Connor Brown, who was hurt all of last year. Just guys who um, didn't really get their their uh, a chance to play a ton, whether that be injuries or, uh, you know, they kind of fell off a little bit. I think those are the guys we're going to see end up in Philly because um, – and I, I doubt that Philly looks to, to fill out with totally young players because – they're going to want a lot of these guys to develop in the AHL and they're going to want to have veteran guys who could bounce back and then trade for assets. So that's why, um, similar to like, you know, the Ducks where they're just going to be signing guys to one-year deals, trying to get guys who can bounce back and then trade for assets. Yeah, I agree. Uh, someone who you didn't mention though is Carter Hart. I think Carter Hart very well could be on his way out. I think Kevin Hayes is gone. I think that's 100% happening this offseason. I think Konechny, Sanheim, I think they're on their way out. Um, I think it's just going to be a massive Danny Breer fire sale, get ready for it. Um, and in terms of free agents, I agree with you. Some uh, players with prove it thing might look to come here. Uh, James Reimer. I could see coming here if Carter Hart does not re-sign. Um, they don't really have a true backup as well, so I could see him do some uh, goalie hunting. Um, so, yeah, I, that's the thing I see out of Philly. I think uh, it's going to be a, a lot of trades. Uh, moving on, Pittsburgh. What do you think about Pittsburgh? I, I actually have Pittsburgh in my uh, my top three for Orlov, and I'm saying that under the condition that I really think that they're going to uh, ship out Jeff Petrie. Um, I think they're going to – Dubas is going to find a way to retain salary. 
throw some assets in there and get a team to take on Petrie. And Petrie's making, what, six and a half million. I think they're going to use that. And I think that there's a chance that they go after Orlov. Um, I I don't know if he lands there, but I, I have the Penguins around there as one of my, my landing spots for Orlov, especially with Latang's injury history. Um, they need kind of a, a big puck-moving defenseman up there to play with him. Um, and if he gets injured, they don't really have a ton of offensive defensemen. P3 was really bad offensively. Besides that, they kind of have P.O. Joseph. And then everyone else is just like more of a shutdown guy like Patterson and Jan Ruda. So I think they go after a more offensive defenseman. If they can't land him, I, I really think that um, Klingberg is, is going to end up a penguin because I think they could get him for cheap. I think that he kind of fits there. Um, they're going to be looking for more offense from that blue line. So I think. Pittsburgh is definitely the team that looks to go after one of these um, bigger offensive defensemen. I'm going to go someone related to Orlov. Lars Eller could end up here as a third-line center, kind of replace the atrocious bottom uh, lines that uh, Ron Hextall was making, was cooking up. He was not cooking up something good. I can also see Pittsburgh as a place where Michael Bunting could land because obviously the Kyle Dubas connection and also Pittsburgh wants to get younger. Michael, uh, Michael Bunting is obviously younger. Um, I see them moving on from Jari. I see him uh, swinging a trade either probably with Vancouver to try to obtain Thatcher Demko. If they do not uh, hit that, I could see James Reimer head up here. It's just not a great market right now for uh goaltenders at least in the free agent and then meanwhile on the trade block you have Demko you have Hellebuck but I don't think the Penguins have enough assets to go and land Hellebuck which kind of you know it's kind of disarrays me from taking that that bet um so yeah that's my prediction on Pittsburgh I think they try to get someone to really shore up that depth and then also try to get some youth in there along with a new goaltender. Um, and then finally, Washington. What do you think about Washington, Tyler? Yeah, I, I doubt Washington goes crazy this offseason for agency. I think they're going to be looking a lot more on the, the trade market. So if Washington does do anything, um, uh, it's definitely going to be more low-key. Um, if the Islanders don't bring back Engvall, I definitely think Washington is a team to watch out for there. Uh, for him, also, I, I kind of like um, Washington with the Barbashev thing. I don't think Washington is going to be willing to pay, but I think they'll look into it. And there's just some, you know, names out there of guys who uh, guys who, who kind of get, get lost. Um, maybe a guy like Adam Ernie, um, maybe an Evan Rodriguez. Um, just, you know, guys like that, um, you kind of get, get lost in, in – uh, when we look at these free agents, but, you know, there'll still be solid players for Washington because, you know, Washington's not going to be a bad team. They're still going to look for players who can can compete and help them reach uh, close or reach a playoff spot. But I don't think they're going to go crazy money spending, and I think they're going to uh, do a lot of their uh, their their moves on the, the, uh, the trade market. Um. I can see Barbashev go to Washington because of the whole Russian connection. Um, also looking up and down. Uh, I don't know. Nemestikov, maybe again, the Russian connection gets some depth in there. Um, I just don't know beyond that uh, who they really sign in free agency i really do think they trade kuznetsov uh sooner than later i do think uh potentially tom not tom wilson uh but tj oshi could be gone via trade he is older i think washington's trying to get younger uh i could see backstrom on the trade market and i could see also john carlson on the trade market i think um I honestly think those are your highest potentials of uh, players getting traded here. I really think those are um, some players that you could see on the move for the first time in a while uh, for most of the players that I just mentioned. But anything else you would like to mention, Tyler, on the Metro division? 
No, I, I think this Metro is going to be, uh, I think once, uh, once teams start seeing that, you know, other teams in the Metro are making moves, I feel like it's all going to kind of start picking up really quickly. Like we saw with the trade deadline, the mm-hmm. Islanders kind of take things off with Horvat and then every other team in the Metro started just doing that. Cause I think the Metro is going to be a, a bloodbath again, especially with, uh, Columbus getting much better to me the only team in here that I look at and I'm, I'm not scared of at all is Philly like I think all the other teams are going to be competitive so I think that we could see some panic moves potentially happen um uh especially the team that I think of the most is the Rangers if if you know teams like the Devils and the Hurricanes even the Islanders they start adding um pieces I think the Rangers could definitely make a panic move there um, I would say Washington and Pittsburgh, but I think that these front offices are going to chill out with that and start, you know, having it have a common, uh, more calming approach than than they used to. But um, I think the Metro is like the one division where we're going to see a lot of moves kind of piggyback off each other and cause other teams to to do stuff. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think that's the only. Uh... Thing you have to worry about i think you have to worry about the whole eastern conference because i think the atlantic is also going to be a bloodbath and we'll talk about that in the final episode of this little mini series but yeah i i think if you look overall philly's the one team that is out of it it's they're done already uh no offense to philly but that's going to do it for our metro division predictions make sure to tune in tomorrow for the atlantic division free agency slash off-season predictions. Uh, make sure to follow Tyler on Twitter at TylerCast underscore and mine at ChaseBeardsLay underscore. And we'll see you in the next episode. Captain's in his daddy, watch me navigate. Ha 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 ha!